0: What is going on, everybody? It's just Jimmy Leonard here today on another podcast on everything. Um, (laughs) So over the week, there was a lot of information that was dropped to us, of course, whether that may have been on the Comic-Con section sports wise and gaming. But we're going to start off with Comic-Con. There was a lot of announcements as expected, as we last spoke for last time, was talking about a lot of the announcements, whether it was TV shows or movies and well just go off the bat you know they made an announcement especially on a Disney side and Marvel side they've showed off a lot of a timeline of exactly all the shows and the movies more or less the movies are going to be coming into effect throughout the next couple of years um, especially seeing where Blade is coming out next year around that of next year uh, Black Panther coming out the this year so uh with Black Panther Wakanda Forever And just to give you, you know, an inside look on that one was the fact that you saw the trailer and you're seeing, you know, especially everything that had happened, um, not just so much from the Marvel scene, but just what happened with Chadwick Boseman. Um, Let him rest in peace. And he, you know, he was the Black Panther. So, of course, you know, throughout the years from that point of time, you know, was trying to figure out how they were going to go about continuing Black Panther, right? Uh, who was going to play as Black Panther? Or are they just going to just put it to the wayside, etc., so forth. And they were, you know, and I'm pretty sure, obviously, the the directors and the developers and everybody around there was trying to figure out the same thing as well, exactly what they're actually going to try to do moving forward. On top of that, as you saw that trailer, you know, you see Angela Bassett over there, you see Zuri, you saw Lupita, All of them in different scenes that's going on within Wakanda, as well as the music flowing in. I was just like yo it, it it matched the whole entire intensity and yet the vibe of what was going on there right um so that's very interesting there too and of course the biggest talk is of course that towards the end we saw somebody wearing the black panther suit because you saw the claws come out pew. <laughs> and so ever since then we all trying to figure out who could exactly it could be right and I have about three couple guesses, um, especially I was talking to a, a friend of mine. He was he brought up a good point, too, as well, um, and which is a very good point as well. So, and i get to that in a minute. But the ones I chose, at least to think of, that could potentially be the one wearing that suit. Um, we all were thinking at first it could be Zuri, right? You know, it was talks off and on that maybe she could probably play as Black Panther. We don't know. Um, we saw her obviously through the scenes of doing certain other acts and whatnot, you know, saying they had like a whole little um, Parade and dance ritual and everything too as well. You saw also T'Challa aka, you know, Travis Boseman on the side on the wall as well paying homage to him um, I don't know exactly if they're gonna try to tie in which on another side note I don't know if they're gonna try to tie him in anything to do with the multiverse so obviously do the whole incident that happened with spider-man and Sp- just basically screwing up the multi, <laughs> the multiverse. And then, of course, after seeing Doctor Strange with the madness of multiverse and everything in between like that, I'm just looking like that could probably be a good cover as to maybe T'Challa maybe disappeared or unfortunately passed. You know, I don't know how they're going to transition, but they could use that to their favor in terms of keeping things going. Or they may not just tie that at all. And That's totally fine, too. However, it may work. It's just one of those things that they i'm curious as to how they will go about talking about that if they haven't already been interviewed about how they were transitioning this going forward but going back to who would have been inside the suit i'm thinking again besides zuri lapita and she was the um the love interest in black panther obviously and it could be her you know because she can just she could just as well box as well right um, I forgot, and forgive me, but I forgot the chick's name, who is one of her. His, uh, I guess you say, guardians, because she was obviously in there for Endgame, as probably if not if anything, the one of the representatives within the group. Because of course, after what happened in Infinity War, with T'Challa disappearing and whatnot, so um, she could, she could. But we'll see on that part. But the other one was Angela Bassett. And especially when you look very closely what Angela Bassett was talking about, looking at her just her demeanor through that entire trailer. You know, Lost and the war that's going on, the fight and everything like that. You know, there could be some stuff that could be going on the character that she's playing as. um, And potentially she may be like, yo, she might get up in this suit. There's a possibility. I mean, especially with the technology that's over there in Wakanda, and especially with things like nanotechnology. I mean, we saw with Iron Man, you know, (laughs) where instead of having this whole clunky suit, he had literally nothing more like more like a jumpsuit on top of him for nanotechnology, and it was able to morph in to his body and work, if not well, better than his other suits were to adapt, especially when he was fighting against Thanos too, as well. So. It could be one of those things. You never know, right? I mean, the suit had already been upgraded before from the time it was from Civil War into the time of Black Panther, the movie. My other one could be, um, actually, this was my wild card, actually. My wild card, and I said this was thinking, even for this time, I know a lot of people were thinking of that skepticism, too, because I've seen movies, and I'm selling that to my friend, too, and I'm selling him, they have seen times of movies a Example fast and furious, right? If you guys have paid attention to closely at the fast and furious saga between four and six more or less you have seen a lot even even a little bit with the whole thing with um, Seven and I guess maybe you want to throw in Tokyo drift in the mix And you'll probably see where I'm getting at with this is the fact that you know, we saw letty who died, right? She was somehow shown as a character that was gonna be camp, like cameoed wise as a character that was gonna be coming into Fast and Furious Six after Fast Five, and then we saw the thing. What happened with Han? Would see the death of Han happen in Tokyo Drift, which was the third movie of Tokyo of Fast and Furious franchise. Even though it, it didn't have the main actors it had Lucas Black as the main character until eventually Dom, aka Vince Vin Diesel, came towards the end. So and then they brought that all together back in fast and furious 6 I, it's it's a whole little loophole it's like that meme on from the office when they had like the little plot holes and the lines were going all over the place <laughs> like the whole theories and stuff like that yeah that's exactly what this is because <laughs> it just it's jumping you from different scenes because tokyo drift was such an older movie and yet well i guess you can kind of say it, three movies later tokyo <laughs> in fast and fast furious 6 they brought back that scene again towards the end of the movie where that's when they brought in jason statum in the mix because we you saw from Tokyo Drift how Han you know he was driving the next you know somehow he got you know boom teed right in the middle of his car and got tipped over and caught on flames and exploded and he died right but then they threw in the mix that Jason Statham was actually intention of doing that instead of it just being a you know a little accident because you know they were obviously illegally crossing the road that weren't th- they weren't supposed to so they threw that in there. And then they threw us another curveball <laughs> going into Fast 9, which was, hmm, I don't know. Let me think about it. They brought back Han, which he should have never died. I loved him as a character in that whole entire series. He was just cool. <laughs> Especially in the Tokyo Drift. I was like, yo, teaching me how to Tokyo Drift? That'd be dope. <laughs> Drifting in that place? Yikes, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be something dangerous right there. But you see, my point is that they can bring, they, they be bringing back people from the dead. It's like like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> if anybody have seen that series, it's, you know, it's a good series. Um, it's been a series for a while, but they're known for like saying, oh yeah, well, hmm, this person's dead. But we can bring it back from the Dragon Balls because that's always the undo button in that entire series. You see, that if you've seen that entire series, they use that card so many times, it's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying, but it keeps the story going. I guess, hence the title Dragon Ball. So, I guess. So going back to my main point as to my wild card, Killmonger. He could be brought back. We all saw that he jumped. He happened to be not jumped, more or less, fall off the cliff, you know, in death. There could be one of those things that I know in front of mine He mentioned too. They could have iced him, and maybe kind of like what he did with Winter Soldier, even though. That didn't happen in terms of the fact that, you know, Bucky and Steve came to Wakanda and he was like, Yeah, let me just, you know, be iced, you know, be you know, stayed here as long, you know, be protected. That could have happened as well, or they could have just somebody just would have found him for all these years and brought him back from the dead and put him in there. Because also too, especially seeing that flashback what happened with his with um, his dad and whatnot, and they're being enthroned, being, you know, all royalty brotherly like type of thing and you know he had a taste of that for a little bit of course throughout that movie of black panther you know whether people liked it or not but that's what happened so i could see that be a possibility i could see that (laughs) got you thinking if you didn't already try to connect the dots i could see that i could totally see that now here's the other one this is where my friend brought it up too as well um you know shout out to chris he brought up the fact that he there could be if you remember towards the end of black panther there was a scene where you know t'challa and them is was all over back to the same building where you know his pops and them were over at at the time there was a scene where they show the kids right they were all playing in the playground playing basketball whatnot There could be a scene where he was talking to that kid. And it could be a possibility that they might've brought him in there. Maybe it's a, it's a wild, it's a wild toss, but it could be a possibility that that character, that person could come back because I know they were trying to do some kind of facility for Black Panther, like something for Wakanda, like a Wakanda kind of signal headquarters area in the States. So, um, that could be something too. You never know. But it's some interesting plot holes there, right? I still think my money's on Killmonger, though. But nonetheless, they talked about that. Um, they showed off the trailer and they showed off a lot of other movies as well, and you know, other interactions and games and you know, other announcements within movies, too. So it was, it was cool, it was really cool. Uh, just off of that, they were talking about, um. You know shows that's coming on certain shows like they got lord of rings coming out there uh with the rings of power panel they had a lot of other ones like with shazam of fury of gods you know black adam so you saw like if anything a lot of dc going on and then they had like a teaser for john wick 4 so with Keanu reeves a lot of things like the sandman so there was a there was a lot of announcements that was being tossed out there left and right and it was interesting It was very interesting. So something to keep looking forward to for the next couple years as a lot of these shows are going to be coming out and movies coming out here. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. So that was announcements there. And, you know, just overall, I guess, you know, Comic-Con happened after all these years like that. So that's that's pretty neat. It's pretty neat indeed. So they got a lot of shows, a lot of content that's coming out. So that's going to be something to look forward to. But um, we're gonna go and segue to the gaming section and we'll be right back. And we're back. Now, going on to the segment of gaming, PlayStation. PlayStation um, happened to announce this week of the games that's gonna be coming out towards the beginning of August. Uh, since we're obviously in the tail end of july and these games are interesting you know some of these games you might already have and it's a pretty interesting good list of games up here i guess it's just from my standpoint uh the three games that they're allowing you to have for free the first one is yakuza like a dragon tony hawk's pro skater one and two remastered and little nightmares now for tony Hawk's pro skater one and two i already I had that game since day one (laughs) So that's gonna be cool for a lot of people who haven't had that game And again just to give you a synopsis of it You're pretty much able to create your character play with the if not the same cast of characters Sort of the same cast of characters as well as new characters Obviously like ones like Nigel Houston used to be a skater and they also showed how even for the old ones like Kareem Campbell You know coming from that time when that game came out until now they have like an updated look for them and everything in between it's you're still able to create your own park still one of the biggest staples there and overall the game itself allowing you to go through the entirety of pro skater one and two all in one disc but remastered and more more or less remade in a sense too as well because obviously if you played the older game there's a huge difference especially pro skater one you know you, it, it's crazy over the years when you played the tony hawk games and I, for me i felt spoiled because i had the meter right you happen to have like that little balance meter to show you hey are you balancing correctly or not when you first played (laughs) when you first played the first tony off pro skater game there was no meter i don't recall ever seeing a meter in that game and you literally had to go off of looking and observing is your character about to fall off the screen or fall off the ramp and bust themselves on the floor you have to just kind of have to gauge it a little bit and so over the years especially pro skater 2 and 3 and 4 underground 1 and 2 american wasteland i mean i can just keep going but just things like that with that it's interesting just them bringing that back hopefully they can you know do something with pro skater 3 and 4 as well as for the soundtrack of course you may have some songs that's still going to be up there and due to licensing there are certain songs that they couldn't retrieve back it's unfortunate, but that's just the way how the world works right now. I don't know how severe licensing of music was then. Um, I still am pretty sure they had to go through the same process of you know asking and probably following out some documents to have them on there, but it's, it's kind of strange to me they couldn't keep the same songs. It's like, well, they were already on Pro Skater in the first one, so it's like, why can't they not just keep it the same? But that's behind closed doors, either, either which way. Uh, the next one, obviously, is Yakuza Like a Dragon and it's obviously the entry of the yakuza series that's been around for a long time and you know you have you know being the protagonist of ichiban kusaga you know attempted to go through the crime organization from zero to hero and you know it starts a whole new era for the for the franchise so and especially doing the whole turn-based combat for the first time it's kind of interesting because you know you see like with final fantasy 7 remake Final Fantasy, as a whole, has always been just the J um, RPG kind of game, and it allows you to go ahead and do turn-based gameplay style, and of course, in Remake, it still sort of has that element, but it allows you to be free, like if you played Kingdom Hearts, it plays just like that, and allows you to free roam, use the magic, use your attacks as freely without having to just stand there, wait, and whatnot. Now, of course, I say they still have a turn-based style gameplay, because it allow you to kind of stop at a like just stop time itself and allow you to switch with other characters and actually slowly strategically figure out a plan to stop your enemy. So there's that. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool all things considered. So um definitely um is a great game. definitely got some good reviews too as well. So yep definitely is cool. And then there's a little nightmares and <laughs> yeah I played it uh <laughs> You know i played it uh, a group of us we played it as a group and i had some fun and it was interesting i mean it is a third person adventure game you're playing as you know going through this spooky place where there's like these you know random people coming in here trying to capture you and kill you and whatnot but you have this little girl named six that's trying to just make her way home she's in a little pawn show trying to just leave and next thing you know bam there comes these people just walking around, trying to grab her, stretching out the arms. It's, it's funny. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. We, we, had, we had a blast playing it as a group. And there was a lot of deaths, even on my end. <laughs> even on mine. I'm just laughing now, just thinking of some of the stuff that we did. But it was still a fun game to play, though. It definitely, it definitely has a little charm in its own special way for the game. But it's also, too, as I mentioned from the last podcast or two, they're still you still have time until september 6th at least those games will be free until september 6th but as for this month in july you still have time at least until august 1st to get crash bandicoot it's about time the dark pitchers man of mandane and arkadani so you got time between now and then to go and get those games for free so there you go you have the options there it's all on the table on Keep it on motion on PlayStation as well. Uh, I know PlayStation is kind of going through some stuff right now in terms of sales uh, Right now, and I sound like I'm being a dead horse I think a lot of people are when they're talking about the game system because again the game system is going through the same problem Though they're kind of going through Some stuff with the whole lowering the third-party game sales estimates So um, any game any third-party games that comes on the system. It's lowering in sales for them and rightfully so, I guess so, because you know, in, in, in a sense, you again, you don't have all these systems, and you, especially if you're trying to play any PS5 games on there, you don't have the system for it. A lot of people are struggling to find it, and so they're having that trouble. And they just acquired fully Bungie, the same company that worked on Halo that was over there on Xbox. They're now just trying to get there, just acquire that. So, you know, they already lost some money off of that, too, as well. Of course, you know, I'm pretty sure Mudgey and them can make some great games together already anyway from there. But it's just that's just the interesting thing going on for them. So I'm curious as how they're going to bounce back from that. So um, that's just I just thought I brought that up a little bit. Just something to keep in mind of. You guys can also look into it as well, too. That was just off of the Bloomberg reading about that. And that's all I have right now for the gaming section. Up next, we're talking sports. (laughs) And you guys already know where I'm going to go if you guys have been paying attention this whole entire week in the sports world. And we're back now we're moving on to sports and off off the first line, you know where I'm going off of with this. We're talking about baseball. We're talking about baseball. We're talking about my team. That is the Mets, the Mets. Over this week, they have the subway series I was going against the Yankees. As if, you know, if you've been following MLB for a while. And i are also a Mets fan or a Yankees fan, whatever. Um, <laughs> You guys probably have known about the Subway Series. It's been going on for years, eons, even before I was born. They've been doing this for a while. And so this time around this week, the Subway Series was at home against the Mets. And so the first game, it was, um, I want to say, was it a Tuesday? Yeah, it was a Tuesday. That game happened on the Mets. And what happened was they were going against the Yankees. And they held off on their own. They beat them just like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like that. (laughs) And what happened was they were, um, you know, they were hitting left and right. The pitching was well executed and everything like that. Diaz came at the end and saved them from making sure that they did not get any runs because I know the Yankees were trying to come back and make a difference off of that too, as well. And so we beat them. I was like, yeah, all right. All right. And then we came around Wednesday. Where the magic really happened, especially having Sorzer Max Sorza come back up there and pitch. And let me tell you, this man, again, I was so happy that this man was on the Mets. You already know, you already said this so many times. On the fact before the season even started, that we got him like that. Yo, <laughs> the Yankees couldn't hit off of him throughout the entire basically all seven innings. And then eventually after that, once you got to a pitch count, they had to switch them out. And it's unfortunate, you know, it it hurts, you know, when you have the backup pitcher come in there. And, you know, you think, you know, hopefully they can, you know, hold it down for at least another two more innings in this case. And, of course, proven theory sometimes, depending on that backup pitcher or the second pitcher, once you change that pitcher, especially that ace pitcher, man, somehow something happened and to the point that the Yankees decided to go and hit a two-run home run off the dude. And I'm like, bro, he just got in here and he's already given up runs. I was like, I was, anxiety came through the entire wall. We're going nuts in the house just figuring out what was going on because we had a 2-0 lead the entire time because we happened to get a run in the second and third inning. And they couldn't score nothing off of Max. Judge had a rough day. But that's okay. I mean, yeah, if he wants to leave the Yankees, that's totally fine. We got enough room for the Mets, we can get rid of people. That's totally fine. Because Judge was 0 3. And that, you know, he was he was struggling against Max, and I was like, bruh, that's rough. Though Max did have some people on bases, you know, at least two times, so it was third and first. But he still was able to get out of it. And I was just like, dude, this man's a goat. <laughs> this man's a dope. He's a goat. And so eventually, it was came to the point that it was tied up. And it came to the ninth inning. And boy, was it a sweater. Because <laughs> it was just to the point that, you know, what was going on here and what we were going to do from there. And no, needless to say, of course, everybody would joke about the Mets for years. And yes, we haven't won a championship in a long time. The last time we ever appeared into the World Series was back in 2015 and you know we and that was the time when we had um matt harvey especially when he was pitching well at that time and of course we had noah synagogue too negron from that time for him is still here although he's even dealing with some problems right now too he's slightly coming back a little bit but we've been jokes for years like that you know what i'm saying and now the mets we were like yeah we were feeling ourselves we beat them the first game two of the subway series and then it came down to this um you know pitching had to be changed you had lugo at the end holding it down defense was holding it down as well too as well the yankees were swinging at some junk out there too as well um don't get me wrong too because the he came in there clutch but then i want to say it was the first game the second game of the subway series where it's just and i said this before it's just the thing about base running it's funny that the little things that we had to get beaten down for not literally but figuratively get beaten down for you know base running the signals your approach at the bat because i've seen people especially on the yankees i don't know if it was a rizzo this man and that could have made a difference this man swung three and zero at a pitch that wasn't even a good pitch and yet that worked in our favor i was like thanks but that's just what i'm saying it's just one of those instincts when you're three and oh honestly it's just about i can't even say 99 percent of the time 100 percent of the time you just chill there I know, you know, you don't want to give them a pitch, especially a good pitch, because then after that, especially when they give you that one strike, they're going to start throwing junk at you, throw you off your game and whatnot. But you got to make them sweat. You got to make them sweat. You got to make them work. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Take that pitch. I know. Yeah, I'm sure standing there for a while, you gave three straight balls, but clearly they're out of sync. So why try to help them? So that's just one of those key things just something that you just learn just from the rec league from the travel team just at a young age throughout college high school rec league i don't care you had to learn about that at some point in time when you're playing through these games and don't get me started on the base running because that's what i was getting at with lenore i don't know what happened with that i don't know if he got signaled to go over to third base because this man was in a pickle and it wasn't a long pickle by any means This man just was like, oh, yeah, let me just try to make a run the third, even though the outfield at left field, he was right there, and he has an arm. (laughs) So, you know, I could see if he was maybe all the way in the back, perhaps near the warning track, but even still, why? (laughs) You know, he got stuck in there. It's It's just the one thing about base running. I don't know. I don't know. Lack of daisy, I don't know. But getting back to the main event of it, you know, we're down to the ninth inning. It was our turn. We were up there to go ahead and, and hit. The Yankees couldn't get anything, so it was up to us to actually get anything. And what happened was that we got lucky, right? Not lucky. We got skilled. But we were nice enough, that nice, we finessed it enough to at least get a hit. A hit because we had a couple people in there on base. And in fact, um, I believe it was Rito who actually happened to do a bunt. Because um, he actually bunted, he got a foul ball, and you know, of course, you don't want to bunt on the second out or second strike. But he happened to get, you know, a foul ball, and he bunted again. It was a good bunt, but he had a, somebody on first base as well, and he was able to actually, you know, proceed and move the runner along on a second base, which is fine. You know, you, you know, you you want to make sure that the lead runner at least, if you had to do a sacrificial bunt, at least they're not getting involved with any of that stuff, so they're able to move everybody along. And So then I sat there and I was looking like, yo, and then we moved everybody else out there and then this, and then after that Starling Marte Happened to hit an RBI single To go ahead and get a walk-off win <laughs> Man my boy vo- I thought I almost lost my voice we were lit Except for one individual in, in the place <laughs> Yeah, cuz you know, we got some Yankee fans in there as well, but Overall, it was a good game. Um, it was, you know, we we had the lead. It just, I just couldn't believe that, that it happened. Nothing happened to get those two runs right then and there. I was shocked. I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> but we beat them. We swept them. You know, we swept them. Now, all things aside, we do have to go ahead and see them again next month. And I know the Yankees right now, I know they're going through some pitchings and they have a lot of injuries that's going on in their end as well. I know they happen to pick up somebody from the, um, uh, excuse me, from uh, the Royals, and that was Andrew Bintinney. So they happen to actually give up some people for uh, some pitchers for him, and he's one of the bigger hitters. So probably that could help them, possibly, maybe. I don't know for sure. I know Stanton is still out there for a little bit, so they can try to see what they can do with that. Bondo pitching wise, because Savino, he's out. Yeah, but that that was their second best pitcher there too, and so we'll we'll see we'll see what that may change for them. Um, Yeah, because again, like I said before, we see them next month, and we're coming, we're coming. Oh yeah, and I've also also forgot these. I forgot the reliever Michael Kane too, because he had a season-ending elbow injury too. So, like I said, they had a lot of injuries. But we were coming, though. They played over in Queens. We're going over there to the Bronx, the Boogie Bronx. And we're going to lay out the same same game as we did here. It'd be like Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> same thing we always do, Pinky. Trying to take over the world. That's what the Mets are going to try to do within this Subway series. You bet. You can book it next month we're checking them out <laughs> so by the way for the Mets so they are playing today um they're actually playing right now against the Marlins that are within our division because we're still up there number one baby but it would be pretty cool though if you really saw if you really sat there and watched those two games though just as a side note what it been like to see those two play against each other in the World Series if, they, if that actually happens, I would actually purchase a ticket to go out there. I know I'm pretty sure the ticket's going to be mad expensive. But, you know, I'm going to actually go out there. I mean, they're not going that far. <laughs> they're within the same state. But that would be something cool right there. Like, that's just something that you haven't seen in a while. You know what I'm saying? That'd be really cool. You know, you just you went from just city to city. <laughs> you went from Queens Bronx, from Bronx to Queens. That would be so cool if they did that. If they actually do that, I will buy a ticket for that. You know, I will buy a ticket and you guys will see me out there with my Mets peeps. With my Mets peeps. We we out there. Out there in City Field, baby. <laughs> um, but moving on to the NBA side, um, I know there's been some rumors spreading around throughout the week with Kem Durant going in there thinking about probably going with the Boston Celtics. I didn't see that one coming um because again his two teams where he was looking at was the phoenix suns in heat you know it's <laughs> yo this i i don't know where to begin with this again i love kevin durant's game everything he does what he plays man he will always be on my team when it comes to if i had to figure out a five man team he will always be on my team for that just because of how he plays but man i i, I don't even know where to begin with this to the fact that, hmm, you're going to a team, right? <laughs> it, it's, it's all coming back because it's just, it's funny because it's circled around him. <laughs> Let me break it down like this. The Celtics. The same team that swept them the first round. 3-0, right? Take it back a little bit to when he was over there at OKC. When he went against the Warriors. They had the lead difference time different way they had the lead and the warriors were trying to come back and the warriors beat them only for him to turn around and go with them right we go into the present of 2022 and again the celtics swept them there were some tight games The Nets could have actually got at least a game but a win's a win and yet this man is thinking about going to the celtics Off of a trade. Not a free agent. Now, imagine if he was on a free agent. Uh, (laughs) I don't think we would have an intense discussion about exactly who's going to be getting tossed to the side and traded. You know what I'm saying? Because this is exactly what's going to happen. If this man's thinking about going to the Celtics, and clearly they mentioned the fact that Jason Jason Tatum is not going to be on the board. And I wouldn't. If I was one of the GMs, I would not put Jason Tatum up there like that. I wouldn't put none of them up there. Because, again, that's the same team that went to the NBA Finals (laughs) against the Warriors. Right? Big on defense. I give them credit for that. You know what I'm saying? And the offense was there, too. But let's keep it a buck. Even though the Warriors were struggling. When we thought that the Celtics might actually have a chance. The Warriors did warrior things. They win. So (laughs) that's what happened. But to see that Kevin Durant, is a chance that this man may come over to the Celtics. It's kind of perplexing, to be honest with you, um, because he wanted to go. He went. He left from the Warriors. He could have stayed, even after that injury. He could have stayed. Um, he went over to the Nets. I don't know if he fell a certain way once he left from the Warriors after this situation he had with that injury. He went over to the Nets. Everybody lost their mind. The internet exploded because he went over to the Nets, where the Nets were something. I guess at the time and I was like oh snap this can actually work and especially bringing along Kyrie Irving into the mix um that's huge and again when they were especially when he came back fully healthy because of course he when he was over the Nets he couldn't play a whole year because he was still recovering from an injury um but when he came up there and him and Kyrie were playing yo it was magic was Magic. Then he threw and James Harden to the mix and then, of course, you know, I'm not going to repeat the whole entire logistics as we already talked about that and it's all over the news anyway. But you get my point. And I thought they could possibly make a championship run with that team, with that whole entire squad. And again, there's a chance that he might just jump ship. I don't know how he felt in terms of that swept. I mean, that's literally the only team, anybody in the playoffs, that was the only team that got swept just like that right question is is for the celtics is that if they haven't already been asked this enough who and first of all will you be willing to do that trade and if you do secondly who are you willing to actually give up for him because anybody would want kevin durant on their team i would again i would have him on my team but who are you willing to give up that same same core that got that got you there to the nba finals you're just missing something, I guess. I'm missing a little oomph. And that little oomph is Kevin Durant. But what are you going to be losing as well to get that little oomph? Right? Who are you going to be willing to give up? Talks possibly Jalen Brown. Because let's be real. That's just like any trade. You're trading somebody like him. you got to make a great package tech that can be substantial for that team. Other than that, there's no way they're going to get some kind of subpar players for him. That's that's a horrible trade, right? Um, of course, there's gonna be money involved, and as always, there's always gonna be picks, which is ironic because <laughs> years, if not a decade ago, when they were making these trades around you know what, whatnot with Kevin Garnett with Paul Pierce and Jason Terry when they went over there to the Nets. Of course, they had to give up over the years. And sometimes we always forget about that, too. Like, they made these this trade back some eons back. And it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you get the 2021 draft pick. It's like, oh, really? Okay, cool. And then you forgot once we get to 2021, it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we're in the draft. It's like, actually, you're not. You lost that pick because remember back then? <laughs> it's on the contract, so you can't deny it. But... um. And then guess what happened? They got Jason Tatum. They got Jalen Brown. They got a lot of key players that was able to actually help develop that Celtics. And, of course, I know they have players come leave and come. Kyrie. Kemba Walker. They were still staying afloat a little bit. Could we see this happen again with the Nets where they, you know, flip it and try to get those picks? There's a possibility question is can i see kd fitting in there with the celtics him and jason tatum i know especially they played together in the olympics last year and i know he has some high praises about him he was great playing with them too as well but he also loves his group that he's with too with the celtics you know um, i know i paraphrased all of that but that's just in a sense of what he was talking about he loves a core group that he has as well and obviously at the end of the day if if they ask him it's just gonna be the GM and the owner at the end of the day exactly what they're gonna to try to do it's just business as we all know for anything that goes on in here in this worldwide sports so um, that's just how I see it and moving forward from there but man if he goes over to the Celtics <laughs> I don't know I don't know. It's just it's just to me, it's just gonna be the same comment, whether he cares or not. Don't blame him because you know he's gonna do what he needs to do. But, you know, it's one of those things that's gonna come back and be like, Man, you're going to another team that already has a great squad that went to the championship. It's like, hmm. It's like one of those things I like, I have what he's had, And he's gonna go over to a team that's already been, you know, got to that point and then you're gonna come in there and squeeze your way in there and then possibly win a championship. But, you know, not have a team work from the ground up that you did with the Nets and possibly have a chance to go out there. You know, Um, it's 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 a tricky situation, you know, it's tricky situation there. But I'll let you guys think about that and let that fonder into the brain. But that's all I have to discuss today on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, you guys have yourselves a wonderful weekend we a wonderful week and I'll see you next time.